about this. You've never been at this exact moment in this exact place as this exact version of yourself before. Whoa. I'm Bron Carley. And I'm Cindy Harville. We believe that when we approach the journey of life with curiosity, joy, and a desire to grow, we can have a powerfully positive impact on the world around us. Join us for conversations and explorations that will change your perspective, shift your mindset, and inspire you to get out there and spread the good stuff. Spread that good stuff. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Good. We're coming to you from our kitchen table this morning. It really is our kitchen table. And we're talking about um, the topic of confidence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. First, I'm going to say that our confidence episode today is coming to you from the Good Stuff Network. We're about spreading good stuff. We're about sharing with others that are making positive impacts in the world mm-hmm. how to spread more of their own good stuff in order to make a difference. Which is you. Yes. Listener. <laughs> You can visit spreadthegoodstuff.com to learn some more about what we do and um, programs that we have got going on right now. And confidence. Confidence. Who wants more confidence? I mean, right? Isn't confidence like? I do. I want more. I think it's a a topic that um, a lot of people associate with, you know, high level roles or like getting on a stage. I mean, we're both experienced with getting on a stage in various capacities, whether it's with performance or with speaking. And I think, you know, sometimes we forget that even in just our regular lives, we need it too. Yeah, it's confidence with everything. It's relationships, how we parent, right? Or in other jobs, like other jobs that aren't, you know, high level, like special jobs. Oh, I'm so special. But like people that are doing real work in the world, and that's not real. <laughs> Let me back up. <laughs> that is real work. But I think just a broad spectrum of types of people in types of jobs, in types of life situations, yeah. that confidence is applicable to all of those things, yeah. not just for getting on a stage. Yeah. In that way and speaking in that tone of voice. <laughs> That's what confidence sounds like. <laughs> but I think this is a question that some some people in our programs have asked. Well, like, how do I become yeah. more confident when I don't have it? Like, what's the answer? You know, it's not like just a switch that it's like, oh, now I'm confident. Yeah. Well, conf- um, to me, it's all about training the brain, training the brain and like, you know, really aligning the mind uh, with the actions what are we doing consistently? Everything for me is rhythm. So it's all about the rhythm of things. And what are we doing every day? What are we telling ourselves every day? How are we programming ourselves every day? Reminding ourselves every day. Yeah. And that's really how we build confidence like a like a muscle. Like it's, you know, cultivating a skill, the skill of confidence. It is a skill. And, and I think knowing that, knowing that it's a skill that you can grow and train, like you said, like training it like a muscle is an empowering thought. Because it's not that, I, oh, I just don't have it. I'm just not confident. It's like, okay, well, thank you for sharing your starting point. And yeah. now we can yeah. <laughs> now we can craft a plan so that we can build it. Because yeah. it's not just about turning it on necessarily. Yeah. It's about understanding how to shift your mindset to, you know, progressively yeah. get into a place of confidence. Right, right, right. So where's your starting point as a listener? Where, where are you right now? What's your level of confidence? So with zero to zero to 10, you know, rate your level of confidence and just have awareness of that. And then know that wherever you're at right now, there's the opportunity, unless you're a 10, which hmm, I have some questions about that. But unless you're a 10, you've got places, you've got a room to improve, which is exciting. 
So it's like, cool. All right, let's, let's strengthen that. And let's flex that muscle and build that muscle. Well, and that's the other thing to understand about confidence is that it wavers. And depending on what mm. you're doing, it might be a 10. Like there are some things that I'm doing where I'm really confident doing them, where there are other things where I'm like, ooh, like I am so uncomfortable. I am at a negative five here right. in my confidence. Right, 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 right. <laughs> So you know negatives I mean? are also an option here. So. But well, it's good. It's good to know that the people that you see in roles, in, in those top roles, in the leadership roles, or that person that you see on stage, they're not always at it. They might look like a t- they're a 10. Yeah. And you might assume that they just hopped up there as a 10. Yeah. But the reality is that they probably got themselves amped up. They might have been a two right before. Right. And then they went through some routines and rituals that they have, perhaps. And then they were ready to show up as a 10 in that moment. That's right. And looking at it in two different forms. One is the micro perspective, which is like short term right now, which may be like a ritual or a routine or something to get in that headspace to like, you know, align everything to where you're going to rock it in the moment. But then there's also the macro perspective or the, you know, zooming back out in the in the entire, you know, lifespan of, of an individual, of a human. And, you know, I was talking to Elijah's uh, summer camp director and she's been directing summer camp for 15 years. Miss Jen, she's awesome. Great energy. Oh my God. So infectious. She's one of those people you talk to and you're like, you feel supported, you feel heard. You're like, oh my God, I trust my kid going and hanging out with this person for, you know, a day, every day for, you know, five days a week. And she was like, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years. You know, she always says, living my best day living or living my best life. You know, I'm always living my best life. And I'm like, yes. But she was like, I wasn't the same counselor 15 years ago. I wasn't the same rock star counselor 15 years ago. You know, it was a progression. And it was like conscious choice after conscious choice after conscious choice. And it's like year after year, day after day. And it's like to, to create that amazing being that I'm interacting with now, you know, but it was like, she wasn't. And now she is, and it came from a series of choices that were consistent uh, skill cultivation to craft the skill of being an awesome counselor. You know, leader. She's a leader. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And and you know, I think what's important in that too is the intention to do that. The the acknowledgement that I can build this skill and the intention to do it. Yeah. So if you're gonna come, if you're gonna show up and say. I'm just not confident. Oh, I can't do that. That mindset, like, okay, you're not. I agree. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> going to argue with that. <laughs> and But the mindset of, hey, True. I can get better at these things. What do I need to do to get better? And what do I need to do to feel confident in these moments where I don't feel confident? Yeah. And actually, were you going to say well, something? Well, that comes back so much to the oath of possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the oath of possibility is, you know, we've never been at this exact place at this exact time is this exact version of ourselves before. Right now, we give ourselves permission to explore, to be curious, to receive new information with an open mind, old information from a new perspective, and to be reminded of things we may have forgotten. And once we get in that that headspace, right, we, we, we get there, then suddenly we have the opportunity. No matter where we're at, we have the opportunity to grow. It's, we're in that state of possibility. So what I found is that the highest level leaders are, in fact, in that, you know, oath the possibility, that mind space, that head space where they're constantly reaching, stretching and growing. And just like, you know, Miss Jen, it's like she's there right now. And she was actually talking about coming and being a part of one of our programs because she was like, I still have so much to learn, even though she's been focused on 
strengthening that skill, mastering that skill of leadership in that particular environment and role uh, in space. She's been doing that for 15 years. She knows that there's more for her to become. And that's actually exciting. Like that's when we're in that growth mindset. That's when we're in that um, that opportunistic possibility uh, space, you know, that makes life exciting. And it gives us, it just, it fills us up the idea that we can be more than we are. Yeah. And I think that's an important part of the confidence thing is understanding and not being so bogged down by failure and making mistakes and like understanding, like admitting you don't know everything. You know, I think to, to be like almost like joyful about the fact that you don't know everything yeah. and that you mess up and that, oh, hey, that was, we did this thing and it didn't work out. Awesome. And now I've learned something from that experience and now I can continue to grow. There's something about those pieces that I feel go together, like that re- receptivity to making a mistake and the ability to build my confidence. Mm-hmm. Because what happens a lot of times, I think, I know from personal experience what has happened is that when I'm so bogged down by making a mistake, it lowers my confidence. And the more that I sit in that failure, like, oh, this is so uncomfortable and I messed up, the further and further down my confidence level goes. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it's like harder and harder to come back out of it. But as, you know, as we've gotten old, as all of us get older, you know, have more life experience, we have the opportunity to understand, oh, hey, now I've been around for 40 years here. Like, oh yeah, there's been a lot of failures and that's part of the journey. And there's been a lot of wins. Yeah. Well, and I also think that headspace is really important to get to, like where you're sulking, right? I think that it's important to go to that space to acknowledge the failure or the mistake or mistake that's been made and to analyze it, right? To process that, process that emotion, like, you know, sit in it, feel it, experience it, but don't let it rule you. Like that's the key because in that in that space, there's that's the opportunity to also receive the lesson, you know. And the key is to have a safe space to process those emotions, and then to be able to come out of it. Because if it rules you, then you become that. You get stuck in the muck, so to speak, right? But to to be in that space to acknowledge, oh, okay, I really dropped the ball there. Why did I drop the ball? What was it about that? What all happened in, in order for me now to to acknowledge that and then to say, okay, now I can try Now I can have a new approach. Next time I'm going to try this, 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 you know, and then attempt it again. So you're actually reflecting on that situation. Then you're projecting in the future of to what I'm going to do next time to avoid the drop or the mistake or mistake or failure or whatnot. So I think that's, I think it's, I think it's important to not be afraid of that space but to not get ruled by that space. And that's the tricky part. And that's where obviously support team, you know, having a mentor or a coach or a peer or, you know, somebody to share with and go to that space with that can, that can help, you know, and say, Hey, I want that outside perspective that I can't see myself. Here's what happened. This is where I did said thing. I failed. How can we recalibrate for next time? Yeah. And I think that maybe the, the, the word isn't sulk so much mm-hmm. as like, you know, because I think about, you know, how attached are we to the outcome of something when we have a failure? Yeah. You know, if we're so attached to that being the only thing that is going to make us happy in life, then certainly we're going to get to a place of sulking. Like, whatever the thing is that we've messed up or failed on, 
if we're so attached to that outcome, it's going to lead to that sulky place, that yeah. low place, which that's, you know, sometimes that's unavoidable. Sometimes we have, people have dreams, people have passions that they want to follow and they do something and they sort of think this is my shot, sort of, you know, we've both been in the entertainment industry in the past where, you know, as especially in our younger versions of ourselves, I'm speaking for myself here, <laughs> but, but I'm kind of speaking for you too. You have, you have these dreams as a kid and you sort of think this, you know, which is beautiful. Everything is possible when you're little, you know, and then, you know, what you realize growing older is that, yeah, everything is possible and it requires more than just the dream, right? It requires yeah. planning and strategy and like learning and growing, yeah. implementing, you know, it requires knowing people and connecting with people. It requires a lot more than what you realize. However, you know, there are times coming back to the idea of sulking and being attached to the outcome. I think it's being disappointed maybe mm -hmm. in something mm -hmm. and then being able to quickly, like you said, to not stay there and quickly get out of it into that, yeah. okay, problem solving mentality of how I'm going to, yeah. um, yeah. But I did, I did want to share it because this kind of segues into the, the I wanted to share the definition of confidence that I really like, you know, as I was, as, as we've talked and done some, some programs and some, some workshops about confidence, I love Googling definitions. I'm, I didn't I'm, know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> you might've called me a super nerd in the past and I will absolutely, um, own that definition of myself. But speaking of definitions, I looked up the definition of confidence just to see what the words are out there about it. And the one that I really liked is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. And I love this definition so much because it's about appreciation. Mm -hmm. Like that center point is appreciation. And it like it's it made me stop and think because I hadn't really thought of it in that capacity before. I was like, oh wow, an appreciation of my own abilities. It's almost like it encompasses a sense of grace about myself. Mm. Like it's not about focusing on what I'm lacking. It's about my own abilities. It's not comparison. I'm not comparing myself to you. Like the idea of having confidence doesn't mean that I'm comparing myself to you or somebody else or that I'm better or worse. It's a, an appreciation of my own abilities. And this allows me to focus on what my strengths are. And um, I think that's a really powerful way to look at it. Yeah. Well, and the comparison thing is because that can go down two different paths when we compare, like when we get into that comparison syndrome, it's just like you can look at someone and you can, you can benchmark off of them and be inspired by them uh, and say, oh, cool, that's what they're doing. That's awesome. Like, how can I like use that as an inspiration to catalyze? Or you could look at them and then you could hold, you know, envy, jealousy, you know, they're doing something that I want and they've got something that I want. And oh man, the world just works for them and it doesn't for me. And we could hold that energy. We could totally choose to do either one. And I've experienced that myself, you know, and I've actually dialogued with a lot of people on that. And it's like, making that choice of which path to go down because, you know, we can benchmark, we can be inspired by, we can reach out to them and say, how did you do this? Like, I want to learn from you, you know, and that's, that's the opportunity then, but you have to get the ego, right. The, the, the ego and the, the narcissistic way. And the, you know, it, it, that, 
that can take over and lead down that path of jealousy, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, a, it's just a choice of what to do with that energy, right? Because the energy's there, the situation's there, the opportunity's there, the opportunity to go in either direction's there, but then the choice is made, right? Well, then what happens when you go to that side of jealousy and like, you're almost angry Yeah, at who are you that. angry at? You're angry at yourself, really. Yep. If you go down that path, what it's doing is it's re- keeping you from yeah. taking actions to become, you know, to achieve, not become that person, but to achieve the same level of success in whatever way that is as that person. So that's what that is. It, it's literally, that mindset is literally stopping you yeah. from even be even becoming closer to being like that person. So the question, you know? the question for me is how do we then make that choice? You know, how can we as, as individuals make the choice to be inspired by and go after and elevate and ex- expand as opposed to contract and sulk and, you know, pity party, you know, jealousy. How do we do that? And to me, it's all about who we surround ourselves with, right? Who are we around? I mean, obviously there's the internal dialogue, what we're telling ourselves you know, things like that, because that's crit- very critical. And it's so much of it is the, the because everything in life is is that mirror reflection, right, of, of ourselves. People are reflecting back who we are and what we're broadcasting. The and, external dialogue. Yes, the external <laughs> dialogue. Yeah, the external dialogue that we're hearing yeah. is oftentimes coming from us. Not always, but oftentimes coming from us. And so, because everybody's doing that, so it kind of can, can get jumbled, but it's like, you know, who are we surrounding ourselves with to where they're reminding us, they're giving us that sonic affirmation or those reminders that it's like, hey, is this the choice you want to be making? Is this the energy you want to be catalyzing? You know, is this, is this, is this going to serve, is this good, is it going to serve you? Like, is this going to allow, is this going to make you better and more? Or are you going to be stuck then and trapped? Because you're basically building that box around yourself and suppressing yourself by that choice. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, and and that's true. It's like, you know, if you surround yourself, if you're around people that are constantly complaining, you feel yourself get into a complaining zone. You know, like we were complaining about something earlier and it's like one of us started it. I'm not going to point fingers. Maybe, it was me. Maybe it was me. Oh, oh we're both oh, we're both taking it was responsibility. It was, it was but one of us is complaining and then suddenly it's it's like a, it's contagious. And then I'm starting to complain and then we're both complaining. And then we're like, what are we complaining about again? Yeah. Like what's, yeah. you know, and it, it is, it's like it, it breeds more of that. And that continues to stop you from taking action to make it something different happen. Yeah. yeah, well, we see that in language patterns, right? right the, the type of environment that we're raised in, it's like that's like that dictates what literally what language we speak as humans is what we're around, what we're exposed to, what's coming at us, right? And then we reflect that back and then we become that. The same thing with dialects. Like even if we're all speaking English, depending on where you're raised, we're in the South, it has a, we draw those vowels out. You know what I mean? And it's like, and, and, but we also lived in California a long time. We lived in a lot of different places, but, but like you see that the point is, is that you see those patterns in the way that we speak, like the, the tonal quality and how we use, you know, language, the same patterns are instilled in us in the, in the element or the sphere, the realm of confidence, right. Is, is like who we're around on a regular basis, right. In our house, in our community, our neighborhoods, our jobs, wherever that is, who we're around all the time, that influences 
our language patterns, which influences the sonic signature that we're putting on life, which influences the way that we process information, what we broadcast, what we think about, what we dream about, what we become, essentially. <laughs> so it's not just about who you're who you shouldn't hang around, but rather who you should hang around. Yeah. So it's it's one thing to like omit those people from your life, you know, or, you know, back away from those experiences that you continue getting invited to, or, you know, those, those friends or those people, it's, which is, can be a challenging, that's a whole nother podcast episode, <laughs> but then yeah. also bringing in, surrounding yourself with the people who are looking at things from that growth mindset, from that positive mindset, from that, I can learn that. I can learn confidence. I can learn that skill. I can grow. I can be my own version of myself in this way. So, you know, it's not just omitting, but what are you bringing in, you know, to build it? And I like what you said. I don't think you said it today, but you've said it in a workshop that we did about confidence, about um, confidence can actually be engineered. You said conjured. Confidence can be conjured. Just as if you're a wizard. Conjure the confidence. <laughs> if yeah. you're Harry Potter, you can you can conjure some confidence. Harry, um, conjure some confidence for me, please. <laughs> that was a really great accent. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of language patterns, there you go. I didn't Harry intend Potter impersonation right here. I didn't intend to bring our British accents well, <laughs> into this one. <laughs> but you think about like conjuring your confidence or engineering your confidence and. You know, it really comes down to, this is how we started this podcast episode with what, where are you a 10? Where do you feel like a 10 with your confidence? And where do you feel like a one? And just simply uh, becoming aware of that and acknowledging this is where I feel amazingly confident. This is where I don't. What's going on in these situations where I do and don't? Yeah. Why? Why am I a 10 here and a one here? And well, I was going to talk about the the, the power of the that we could tra- is is it possible then to transfer that energy, right? To transfer that mindset to bring some of where like think about everybody if, if you're listening. Obviously, you're listening to this. So as you're listening to this, think about where you're a ten right now. Just think right now, where am I a ten? Okay, wherever that is, and or or in a higher level, right? Seven, eight, nine, something, whatever. So where are you high level in your confidence, and then where are you low? And then just acknowledge, right? See what are the what are the dividing factors there? What what's separating those? And, it, and is there a way then to bring some of that mindset, that heart set, that 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 energy there from the ten, and bring it into that one or that lower space, and and fill it up, right? Because that's kind of leveraging your your brilliance or leveraging your strengths, and and you know bringing it into there. Well, and I think. It's important to note that we can't always be a 10. I don't think we can always be a 10. I think if you're always a 10, then you've, then you're saying that you have nothing to learn, right? Like if I'm always a 10 in everything, you know, then I'm never in a place of discomfort. First of all, I don't know anybody like that, (laughs) but I feel like it's okay to be a one sometimes on a confidence level. It doesn't mean that you have to be negative. Or, you know, or down or downer. It just means that, oh, hey, I'm about to learn like glass blowing and I know nothing about glass blowing. I don't. <laughs> but if I went into a glass blowing studio and they like handed me some uh, whatever you do with yeah. glass blowing and there's a fire and whatever, I would be kind of unconfident there. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to need to learn this skill, acknowledging that I can learn it. But 
you know, um, I think it's it's good to note that you don't always have to be 10. Yeah. But rather... Actually, yeah. actually, it's more exciting to not be. Yeah. You know, so if you, as a listener, uh, think that you're a 10 in many areas, where, and you're not a one in any or a lower number, where could you go into there? Because the cool thing is, is if we can find, when we can find those those spaces where we're lower, right? It's, it's, a, it's a ratio. It's a spectrum. It's always the spectrum. It's always the dial, like on mixing music or turning the volume up or down. It's not like a 10 or a one. It's like, you know, we want to have that dial, that spectrum. And so where could we, where could you as a listener find a space where you can be that beginner, that student? Because the cool thing is, is when we get in that space, what I find is that when I go to a space where I'm really like low confidence, uncomfortable, but I embrace that discomfort and that low confidence. Then when I get back into the zone where I am a higher score, I'm so, I, I remember how powerful I am. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Any self-doubt that I had around this, you know, sphere, it's like, it's gone now because I'm way more confident. You know what I mean? It's like- Well, and you can get, you can have compassion and, you know, that grace, G word, grace of like on others who are coming into your space less confident. Cause we're, I mean, you know, we're teachers, we're facilitators, we're guides for other people, coaches all the time for people who are wanting to improve something. And sometimes you have more confidence in that area that they want. And it's like, you're able to say, Hey, yeah, it's okay. Come on, come on over here. Let me, let me help like lay the path for you to get up to this 10 level where you aren't so much of a 10 level. Yeah. But I think it is like, you know, it is acknowledging um, all of those elements that lead to the 10 or the one. Is it the environment, you know, the location, the place? Like, I am not confident at a party of a bunch of people I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an introvert. However, you know, there are ways to sort of not let it bother me so much yeah. or conserve my energy or build my energy in a way for that thing. Like you said, like pulling, yeah. you know, energy from or, or feeling like, okay, this location is, is not my favorite spot, but here I am. I have to be here. So where can I pull in conversations about things I'm confident about? Yeah. You know, is it topics that you're really confident about? Is it people that make you feel yeah. more or less confident you know, is it, a, is it a space? Is it on a stage? Do you feel really confident on a stage or do you not? You know, it's all well, like. Yeah. yeah. Cause I know a lot of people who are high level, you know, performance experts and they deliver keynotes and public speaking on a high level, but they're super introverted and they have no desire to go to a party and they're very uncomfortable with small talk around people, but they can stand on stage and deliver a shredding hour long presentation and captivate 10,000 people. But then they're, you know, no, I don't want to go to that party where there's going to be, you know, 20 people because I'm going to be really uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. The end. No. <laughs> That's it. All right. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think about some other things, you know, we talked about like, you know, some different, um, you know, ways to boost the confidence, like actual routines and rituals, because, you know, yeah. like you said, like going on stage, there's might be a certain process that you go through of actually invoking that confidence, conjuring yeah. that confidence, right? Well, there, there are definitely ways to conjure confidence. And there's that's all through uh, rituals, routines, and that's repetition. And it's just like, okay, before I get on camera, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. 
I'm going to, I'm going to say my mantra. I'm going to remember the people that fill me with energy, with, with, with love, with support. I'm going to have those in the forefront of my mind, right? I'm going to get in that space. I'm going to get in that space of like anticipating, assuming that the audience wants me to succeed. You know, they want me to win. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, cool. That's right. They're on my team. They might not know it yet, but they're on my team. You know, I'm going to go through these things. I'm going to get, I'm going to fire up the physical furnace. I'm going to do, you know, a couple of, you know, push-ups or some, you know, some Qigong or some energy work to get that, that circulating, you know, I'm going to get that physically there. I'm going to align all the elements, right? Get my mind aligned, you know, fire up the furnace, get physical body aligned. I'm going to like really get into that space in there. So there's there definitely that's conjuring the confidence for mm-hmm. sure. There's a lot of specifics depending on what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think about like an instance of, um, you know, just every day, like I'm not necessarily getting on stage, but I'm interacting with someone out in the world that I don't know. And, you know, I I love the conversations that we have because we're speaking from this duality perspective because you're more of an extrovert. I know sometimes you feel like you could be introverted, but I I think we're all kind of on this scale or uh, a dial. Yeah. And I'm more on the introverted side where you're more on the extroverted side. So an interaction with a stranger can be like, you know, it used to be intimidating for me, just any strain, like any situation, the grocery store, the, you know, the bank teller, the, you know, the whoever it's like, you know, my, my default used to be to be as invisible and unmemorable as possible Mm -hmm. because of a fear that, you know, they're going to think something weird of me, or I'm going to say the wrong thing. And there's this, it all comes down to mindset essentially of, you know, where, where I'm going into this situation. And that's why I love the word intention. Yes. Because my intention in an interaction, I mean, it's not like I have to be like Mrs. Bubbles every time I go talk to hi, Mrs. Bubbles. (laughs) Hey everyone, how's it going? But my intention to maybe just be a positive something, a positive light for someone who might just be like bored with their job or whatever, or just showing appreciation for somebody and what they're doing. And that, that's so powerful because we rub off on each other because I've helped you kind of, kind of step into more of that confidence in that space. Whereas like, I'm not scared of spreadsheets anymore. You know, like I actually, I used to get sweaty palms and get super nervous when it was (laughs) They're terrifying. You know what I mean? (laughs) To me, they are. Right. To me, they are a cubicle and a spreadsheet freaks me out. Like that's a cage. And it's like, I'm scared of that, but you've taught me that it's okay. You can, I don't like cubicles either. I know. know. I'm not saying (laughs) you're like a cubicle expert, but like, um, but, but my, but, but the intention of what we're, how we're entering that situation, even this, whether it's a huge stage of 10,000 people, or it's like the bank teller, like you're saying, going in with that headspace and that with that intention that you're saying, the intention of they're going to think I'm dumb or whatever your words were. They're going to think that I'm not good or whatever it is versus for me, I'm going in and saying, I'm not even making it about me. I'm making it about them. And I'm like, how can I catalyze a smile in them? How can I establish a connection with them and make their day a little bit brighter? And once I focus that energy off of me, there's no spotlight on me. The spotlight's on them. And I walk in and I'm like, oh, I see where they're at. I assess the situation. I say, ah, I, I could see a, I see a little door of opportunity there that I can walk through where I can catalyze a smile, where I can make a little joke, or I can drop a compliment or whatever it is. And then that's going to, that's going to soften them or lighten them up or inspire them or whatnot. And then I know that through that, 
it's going to, it's going to unlock that harmonic potential and there's going to be the opportunity for the harmony there. Right. So that's always my intention going in. It's not, it's not even like I'm confident. I'm so confident that I will do this. It's like, no, no, I'm confident that I'm going to make their day a little bit better. That's the difference between you and I of like, you know, something that comes slightly more, well, not even slightly, a lot more naturally to you, you know, that is something that I have to, you know, over the years, this has become a a long journey for me. And a lot of confidence has come for me from just age and experience and understanding, you know, various, and just having various experience, life experiences. But something like that for you might be like, oh, I don't need, con- I'm just being me. And whereas something like that for me is like, I have to almost, I, I know it sounds silly because I'm sitting here, you know, making a podcast episode with you and talking about stuff, totally but improvised. like yeah. totally improvised. Woo. We've never had this conversation before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, going, speaking to, you know, the kid that, uh, at the camp drop-off, you know, we're talking about camp drop-off, speaking to the the counselor that's talking to me and, you know, changing my energy to be a little more outgoing and positive because, like, she looks a little sulky and to be like, hey, how's your day going? Like, oh, man, I bet you're having, yeah, I love your shirt, whatever. I don't even know what, it, what I said in this. I'm thinking of a particular interaction, which is why I'm bringing it up, which was a conscious choice for me, not my default mode. Yeah. You know, you think about, you know, that can become my default mode, but it's a building a confidence of like not worrying too much if I say the right words or if they think I'm ridiculous, you know, or if I'm self-conscious about what if they think I'm, what if they think I'm an idiot? Like, oh, what if they think I'm crazy? You know, that lady actually said to me, my, my the response I got was, you had coffee this morning, didn't you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I sure did. Yeah. You know, but... Um, it is, it is a, it is a, it is an individualized question of how confident are you and in what situation and and when, and it is a, it is a scale that changes. How do people, I just had this idea. How do people interact with us? Like if they want, they have like some observations about confidence or whatnot, how do they chime in on this? Can they like text us or email us or something? Is there some way? I'm not the the guru with the with. The, Are you giving out your phone number for them? No, I'm, to not text getting, you? I'm not giving out my phone number for people to text me. No, but I want to know. Like, I want to hear from other people here. Like, I want this to be. I mean, obviously, it's a conversation with us, but I want to create that conversation with with listeners of like, how can they comment on this? I'm am, I am not the the social media guru clearly, but I'm a super engaged coach, and I'm really curious, and I want to support people. And how can they do that? How can they? How can they put their comments in about the best way for an interaction to happen via this stuff is on social media channels. Okay. You know, we have Instagram, we're at the good stuff network and you know, there's, there's certainly messaging us directly with DMS, you know, if you're hip to the lingo, yeah, like I am, (laughs) you can DM us directly, send us a direct message. I'm not hip to the lingo, but I can, I can quite easily decode. Mm Mm-hmm. The DM, yes? Yes. But thank you. Direct message. And direct message us. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Spread the Good Stuff Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, then join our community at spreadthegoodstuff.com forward slash community. In addition to this podcast, the Good Stuff Network puts on group programs, live events, and retreats, all infused with music, meditations, laughter, and real authentic connections with amazing human beings. 
If you got some value today, do us a favor and spread the good stuff by sharing this podcast with your friends and family. Spread that good stuff.